Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Dynamic Dojo Show with Restita and Robert, your source for martial arts talk radio. Three, two, one, we're live. Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio with Christina and Robert. It's November 29th, 2015, and as always, I am joined here at the helm by my co-host and brother in the martial arts, Sifu Robert Deal. Hey, how's it going over there in sunny Burbank, Bob? Oh, sunny, that's no lie. It's been actually, it's been dipping a little bit down to the cold side, but I, I welcome the 40-degree weather and Stay away from it's the 30 40, degree weather. It's 40 degrees. It was 40 degrees over there, for real. Yeah, like 40 is like 43, 45. Whoa! Yeah. So what's for the normal temperature? For, well, what's uh, the normal temperature? Why is it so cold over there? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I brought some of that uh, Seattle weather back. Maybe, because it was like 24 degrees this morning. <laughs> wow. Like, wow, yeah. And, you know, I I took a picture of my car before I had to, like, break it out of its icy shell um, this morning. Right. And I was going to, like, post it on Facebook and go, hey, Bob, see what you missed? <laughs> but I didn't get a chance to do it, but... <clears throat> It's pretty toasty over here. In fact, I'm. In fact, I think a little bit later when you read the weird news, I'm going to go turn the heat up a little bit because the the uh, uh, the programming on the thermostat went back down to 67, and I'm like, "Whoa!" I'm sitting here right next to the window, going, "It's kind of cold." But anyway, <laughs> that's the fun so, part, listeners. <laughs> I got I got a couple things this week. What's that? You know, since I'm. I'm driving for Lyft, and I'm telling my wife I'm like a psychiatrist with some of these people or a bartender. They seem to oh, unload. Yeah. Now, this morning, I picked up some girl do- that was doing the walk of shame. Hmm. I mean, she was talking to me about it, about the actual walk <laughs> of shame, that she didn't care if this guy ever called her again. She oh, my God. <laughs> it was like, if this guy never calls me again, I'm not going to be okay with that. And she was wow. trying to sneak out before she woke him up fully. <laughs> I was like, wow, Whoa. you really need to tell me this? <laughs> wow. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so, some stuff that happens is just really strange. So, and I was really trying to squeeze this one out before my wife came in. But since she's here, I will squeeze that anyway because she doesn't think this is humorous. So, huh. the other night... Nice couple gives my car, right? Okay. And they're talking, and I, I hear a little bit, because, you know, there's, there's not like a cabin, no separation. Yeah. Uh, she's going out yesterday for a girl's day. And he says, can I come to, or is it specifically for girls? She said, well, I think it's a girl's day, but I'll ask. And I said, are you guys married? And she says, yeah. And I said, how long? And she says, oh, about a year and a half. And I said, no wonder he still wants to go with you. And she's like, <laughs> she's like what do you mean? That's going to fade? 
And I said, listen, <laughs> I've been married for 30 years. When a converse, when my wife starts a conversation, I'm going out, it always ends with stop pushing. <laughs> <laughs> isn't that like, isn't that like, you know, one step, like one step into the divorce room at that point? I mean, it's like. <laughs> no, it's one into the grave. That's, you know, that pretty much, right. Uh, I was going to say, they well, sounded like newlyweds or something, you know, they, if it's only did. been like they, less than two did. years. Yeah, yeah. I and, mean, it's and, like, oh, and like I that anywhere. To, uh, <laughs> well, and I, I did want to mention that, you know, you know how I am, my filter at all. If there is somebody on the on listening or somebody in person and that I haven't insulted or that I haven't offended yet, I just want to ask them to be patient because I will get to them eventually. <laughs> let's I'm going through our friend list here. Um, let's see. No, you're already, in, you're already insulted him. Um, yeah, you already insulted Wayne. Let's see. You try to insult right. Michelle. That doesn't work too well. Um, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, he'll get to you, folks. Don't worry. Don't worry. If you're on his special list, you'll, you'll get it. <laughs> Eventually, I'm going to. I'm, you know, I'm going for everybody. I'm going for the record. Let's insult yep. everybody again. It would just once. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Oh, I have of... one. I have one more. I have one oh, more yes. for you. What's that? You know, my wife, my my daughter got an acceptance letter for college. Right. This Which is where that again? I. I I was pushing her to go to no. There's an actual except the only acceptance letter she's got so far, and it's her bottom of the barrel choice. Last <laughs> one, everything else falls through, and this is the one she's going to go to. Any guesses? Mm, no. Think about think about one I'd want her to go to to be protected. Like UC Berkeley. Uh... No. <laughs> University of Washington. Oh, okay, okay. Wait, that is hold that on. is her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hold on, the U Dub accepted her. Yes. Really? That was her first one. So why why is it the bottom of the barrel? Oh, it's because is it because we don't have the the, the right program for what she's looking for? I, that's probably yeah. That. Well, that's that's her fallback. That is her fallback. Uh, they offered her eleven thousand dollars scholarships. But that's just from for, school, right? Right. But the what 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 was it she wanted to study again? Something in government, right? Yeah, political science. Political science. Oh, yeah. I'm not quite sure about our political science program here. Um, our medical program's pretty good. Um, over here. What else? Yeah. Well, I, I, I thought it was funny that that law. was one of my first choice because she'd be close to you. But that is her, like, yeah. bottom of the list. <laughs> that's too bad because that's the, because the dogs, you know, the UW's not all that bad. You know, just stay away from the U District. <laughs> yes. It's gotten, like, awful in the U District. I wonder if any of the other U District, university districts in other states are as, are as yucky you know, I mean, it's gotten yuckier like lately. I mean, it's it's just like, oh my god, you know. But during the day, it's great. I think she'd have a great time. 
But I don't know. I mean, you know, she could always like apply again and see what happens. But no, no, I, she got accepted though. Well, yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, duh. Okay. That, that, huh. was, that was her well, first acceptance. And you said eleven thousand. Yeah. Wow. That well, was well, her scholarship what, that they're going to give what, her. What? What? What's the average yearly tuition at a college? Um. Twenty-five, thirty. That sounds about right, huh? <clears throat> well, wow. Okay, so there's like, you know, a quarter. <laughs> Depending. Exactly. On, there's on a quarter. But, load. But, yeah, plus housing, plus food, plus everything else that she's gonna have to get. Yeah. Well, where did she? Where did she apply to uh, prior? Oh, she's meeting with Georgetown. She's meeting. Uh, she met with Georgetown. She's meeting with Syracuse. Uh, she's got Berkeley, Santa Cruz, San Diego. Uh, she mm-hmm. toured. She toured UCLA. Oh, that's weird. I mean, her grades were like so great. I'm really surprised that, you know, that those colleges didn't accept her. Well, no, she hasn't gotten a rejection letter yet. Oh, okay, okay. So she only so got the one acceptance so far. Oh, okay. So basically, if she gets more than acceptance letter she can choose. Is that where we is that where yeah. we're at? Okay. Uh-huh. Huh. Okay. Well cool. Well, I guess it's just a matter of waiting. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Very cool. Well, I I hope some of the colleges that she uh that she uh wishes for actually get back to her. But you know if she does come down to the U dub, I'm right here. <laughs> I'm right here. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> If she's like, hey, you know what? I'm stuck at this party and uh, I'm feeling kind of weird and I really want to go, uh, I'll, I'll bust down some doors. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Get your paws off her, boy. <laughs> Just see this foot? Yes, it says Nike in it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Last thing you see well, before the lights go out. <laughs> <laughs> right. Nice. So let's get on with this show. Let's get yeah, on. Right. Let's get on. All right. So who do we have for birthdays? Well, on my on my list, I've got somebody actually asked me on the show. Uh, actress, martial artist, stunt woman, uh, Tony Lay. Her birthday is today. Uh, cool. A good friend of ours, a great friend of the show. Uh, Wing Chun instructor Jennifer New of Wing Chun Temple. Her birthday is on the first. Larry Curry Sr., his birthday is on the second. And one of the very first Savat professors in the United States, Salem Astley, his birthday is on the second. And who do you have? I've got a Butokukan sister, Sheila Austin White. Her birthday is on the first. Uh, Delina Fuchs, a, a very skilled uh, judo and jiu-jitsu, pra- uh, jiu-jitsu practitioner. Uh, her birthday's on the second. Ken Higgins, one of my first black belts, actually my very first in Kajukembo. His birthday's on the third. My dear sister, my blood sister, Dai Noilani Chin. Her birthday's on the fifth. And one of my sister's-in-law, through my uh, sister's husband's brother. Lorna Chin, her birthday is also on the 5th, 
and one of the pioneers of uh, wushu uh, competition here in the United States, Nick Grayson, and his birthday is also on the 5th. So for everyone having a birthday between today, the 29th, through December, is it 2nd? I don't have a calendar in front of me. Uh, nope, the 5th. Yes. It is the uh, For some reason, I thought the 6th was... Uh, with Saturday, but through December 5th, this tune is for you. We sing happy birthday to you, and may all your dreams come true. Happy, happy birthday. already it's just like oh my yes, god yes. where has the year gone where has it gone folks i don't know it just whoop, went right by just went right by so wow pretty wild all right well let's get moving on to our announcements and events what kind of announcements and events do you have on your end there Super bob yeah these are kind of personal to me but uh the Martial Arts System Museum next week is not really an open public event. It's they're recognizing their volunteers that do such a great job throughout the year. Uh, oh, right with a on. little dinner and dessert thing over at the museum. And then mm-hmm. I want to put a shout out to my buddy, Shidoji Frank Dukes. He's having his LA mm-hmm. wedding reception next Sunday Woo-hoo. in uh, Los Angeles. <laughs> that should be fun. Right on. I wish I could be there. I was really tickled pink that uh, Shidoshi Frank texted and invited me and stuff. And I'm like, oh, man. But Bob can go. (laughs) He can take pictures and send them to me. But do tell Shidoshi that I wish that I wish them all the best. And he couldn't have found a better, better lady. I mean, just it's just so cool to see him so happy, man. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, definitely. <laughs> the Masters Hall of Fame, he was just so happy. So happy. I was like, this yep. is so cool. Oh, my God, you're just making me tear up, Frank. I don't know what. To... <laughs> he was just so happy. <laughs> Congratulations, you guys. Oh, my goodness. Right on. Very cool. So um, what else is going on at the at the museum um, in December? Or is it one of those weird months for the 
for the museum. It's one of those weird months where, you know, they're going to close for two weeks at the end of the year, uh, through, through mm-hmm. uh, from Christmas through New Year's, because uh, Christmas is on a Friday. Nobody comes out, just like they did for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't think anything's happening till the first of the year. Oh, okay. Awesome. Well, I've got just uh, like a couple <clears throat> of upcoming events. Um, for those of you um, in the Maryland area, specifically Baltimore, um, or actually Arnold, um, actually, um, for those of you that that practice Tai Chi, namely Chen Tai Chi, Grandmaster Chen Zhenlei is going to be Qing Institute of Kung Fu and Tai Chi, which is located at 1195 Baltimore Annapolis Boulevard, Suite Number 6 in Arnold, Maryland. Um, that's a zip code 21012 on December, uh, between December 4th and December 7th. And if you're a Chen Tai Chi practitioner, it doesn't matter which branch you come from. If you've never had a chance to train with Grandmaster Chen Zheng Lei, please do. Um, I'm really looking forward to his uh, teaching tour here in Seattle. He'll be coming in uh, January. And uh, Master Yi Zhao Hong is the main host, and I'm considered uh, an associate co-host for the uh, for the event. And it's going to be fun. I'm, my students and I are just so excited. So, um, again, that particular training camp in Maryland is December 4th through the 7th at the Yi Jing Institute of Kung Fu and Tai Chi. All right. Um, the next event that I want to place a shout out about um, isn't for another six, seven months. <laughs> it is the Tri-Alliance Gathering Training Camp for Women Martial Artists. This is the first time the Pacific Association of Women's Martial Artists and the National Women's Martial Arts Federation and the Association of Women's Martial Arts Instructors, the three top women's only organizations in the United States, have come together to join to join forces for a big training camp. And this big training camp is July 20th through the 24th, 2016, in North Central College at Naperville, Illinois. And the reason why I'm announcing it so early is I want all of my uh, martial arts sisters out there to actually mark their calendars and make plans for this. Okay, there's like six six months to save up for this. Um, so if you know if you're if you, even if you're not a member of any of these organizations, okay, consider joining one of those organizations. Right? We've got the East Coast, we've got the East and uh, East and Middle USA, and then we've got the Pacific side. There's there's an organization in your area, so consider joining one of these organizations. And even if you're not, um, come out, come out and uh, and be amongst a bunch of supportive. Women martial artists, and uh, we are expecting maybe an average between four to uh, four to six hundred people attending the camp. And don't let the numbers, you know, get you all like in a tizzy or anything like that. There's plenty of room here at North Central College, or there at North Central College, not here, but there at North Central College. Um, and uh, because it's the summer, you know, all the dorm, you know, many of the dorms are going to be empty. So, you know, go, go check it out. Go check it out. Lots of, uh, uh, we don't have any information yet as to who will be teaching because the 
application process is uh, still in in the goes here, in the going, in the goes, in the going here. So uh, maybe in a couple months we'll find out who'll be teaching. All right. So that's it for that's it for that. So uh, if there's no other events on your side, we could probably go into mm-hmm. health news. All right. Let's yeah. go into mm-hmm. health news. All right. So. You know, Thanksgiving's behind us and and stuff like that and and uh everyone everyone I hope ate a lot and spent a lot of great time with their family and, and stuff like that. But you know that whole thing about, you know, being really being really tired after a turkey dinner, um and how people think yeah. it's because of the tryptophan in the turkey. Well, it's a myth. <laughs> It's a myth. Everyone says that, you know, it's the tryptophan and the turkey that makes you really tired. And I, you know, I grew up believing this. So when, you know, when I found out about this, I was like, what? <laughs> now, let's let's explain a little bit about tryptophan. Everyone, you know, has heard about it. But what exactly is it? Well, it's an amino acid. And it's a precursor for serotonin. That's that chemical in your brain that is associated for sleep and uh, and our sleep patterns and stuff like that. However, I found out that there's no more tryptophan in turkey than there is in other common meats like chicken or beef and uh, even in like nuts and cheeses. In fact, nuts and cheese actually contain more tryptophan. Did you know that? I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know that. So now while tryptophan apparently can make you trout can make you sleepy and drowsy on its own it's said that the effects are limited in the presence of other amino acids which turkey has many it has many of these other amino acids so you might be extra tired after your meal but you can't really blame the turkey in truth it could be that you just over eight. You just overstuffed yourself. I mean, and you stuff yourself with potatoes, stuffing, yams, rolls, and tons of pie on top of that turkey. I mean, that's a lot of carbs, man. You're, you know, we're going to get tired. So now a lot of people out there are probably going, oh, that's bullshit. It is the tryptophan. <laughs> However, <laughs> Snopes is among those who have also squashed the rumor. Or you can also go to NPR, Live Science wired and texas a&m university you can go check out their website and they're they're also going to squash that rumor also now i want to talk a little bit about what a nutrition expert at texas a&m said now this nutrition expert nicholas deutz has studied the actual effects of tryptophan and confirmed that the turkey that the turkey has little to do with your post turkey coma (laughs) turkey is not special in relation to the other meats he said you just eat a lot of meat but if you would eat a snake but if you would eat a snake (laughs) (laughs) where did that come from let's try that let's try that again but if you would eat a steak you would feel satisfied just as with the turkey but why aren't you in a post pie coma which is true, you know. I mean, I go to the steak restaurants here in Seattle, and I'll, you know, and I'll, if I can afford it, you, you bet that I'm going to get the prime rib or the filet mignon, and I, I feel fine afterwards. 
<laughs> I'm just, I'm, you know, I, I love the steak. So I guess, and this is just my opinion, folks, I guess a lot of it also has to, to do with, you know, the mind over matter type thing. If you think that the tryptophan and the turkey is going to put you to sleep, that it might. So anyhow, if you want more information about the tryptophan uh, squashing of the rumor, um, just go to NPR and look up turkey tryptophan, or you can go to Texas A&M or LiveScience.com and look up tryptophan turkey. <laughs> and there you go. And that's all the health news that's fit to talk about for, for at least the start of the holiday season. So with that, let's move on to weird news. Okie dokie. This comes out of West Point, New York. West Point. This also gave bad visual to me. Cadet pillow fights like like the bloody one that left 30 injured this summer will be banned and actions will be pursued against many of those involved, U.S. Military Academy officials said. Now, a bloody pillow fight... Really? What was in them? Rocks? I know, right? I'm I'm looking this up. 30 injured in pillow fight. Because I'm like, how do you... Well, I guess if you're not expecting it... Okay, hold on. Please go on. I'm going to find the story of the original story while you're reading this. (laughs) Uh, First year students, known as plebes, organized the annual pillow fight as a way to build camaraderie after a grueling summer of training. But the pillow fight on August 20th escalated into a free-for-all with plebes being hit from behind and knocked to the ground. Injuries included a broken nose, a fractured cheek, and 24 diagnosed concussions. One cadet was found unconscious, according to a report on the pillow fight released on Wednesday. While never officially sanctioned, it is now officially banned and we will take appropriate action to ensure that all faculty, staff, leaders, and core of cadet and the core of cadets and everyone at West Point knows that it will not be tolerated. West Point Superintendent Lieutenant General Robert Caslin said in a statement, "There were reports that some cadets were injured by hard objects placed. Aha." Plays uh-huh. the cases after photos and videos of the melee circulated on social media. But the Army wow. report said many injuries were caused instead by elbows and falls to the ground. One cadet was identified by military police as striking another cadet with a hard object and a pillowcase. The oh. report said upper class cadets did not take proper control of the fight to ensure a. Uh, to ensure that this, that for the safety of the police. It said that upper-class behaviors range from throwing items such as small milk cartons wa- and what? water balloons, fruit <laughs> and glow sticks from barracks what? windows to yelling at plebes and encouraging them back to the fight. A number of plebes wow. said they were hit when they weren't looking or or from behind, many cadets were were, 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 were yeah. many cadets wore body armor, which officials believe may have encouraged aggressive behavior. 
One cadet broke his nose with a blow from behind, caused his combat helmet to rotate forward, according to the report. Wow. Though the pillow fight is called as, is cited as a tradition, the report suggests it dates back no further than 2001. There was no pillow fight in 2013. And there is my weird news, because that does not get any stranger than that. Wow. You, I, I just posted on the chat board a link that has a video of this mass pillow fight. And it's obvious with some of these people that they've got something other than pillows um, on the ends of their pillowcases. And it's it's huge. So <laughs> if you're listening, folks, go to our chat board on our uh, now playing marquee and click the link on the chat board and you'll just see like the, like this courtyard just chock full of these cadets just just walking around and hunting each other and smashing each other and stuff like that but yeah wow <laughs> all right well let's uh let's move on to the uh, entertainment news What's in the world of entertainment today, this week? Surprise, surprise. Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey <laughs> is back and appears to be fully healed from the beating that she took at, at the hands of Holly Holm. Rousey went walking with a little girl on Thanksgiving Day, and she didn't look the worse for wear. She went out again Friday in L.A. with her pit bull and boyfriend, Travis Brown. It's been two weeks since her fight with home, where Rousey suffered some serious mug damage. The aftermath was apparently pretty brutal when she arrived back in the States from the flight. She was in full recovery mode. Wow. So she's back. She's back. And you know what? I think that, you know, after all this, um, her comeback fights are going to be brutal. She's going to be, you know, completely different attitude, completely different motivation, you know. So, you know, all the power to Rhonda, and I hope she's healing up well. Um, I mean, granted, you know, congratulations, Holly, you know, who who, who beat the supposedly unbeatable. But I think this is really going to change Rhonda. <laughs> she's going to change up her game, and there's going to be no stopping Rhonda, I think. That's just, that's just my opinion. So, so right on. Very cool. All right, so let's go ahead and take a short four-minute break. And uh, when we come back, um, hopefully we'll hear uh, from our guest, Grace Young, who will be joining us a little bit later. So don't go away, everyone. We'll be right back after this. I can't find (laughs) my my commercial. What happened to my commercial? Oh, my gosh. Okay, here we go. Here we go. If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council. Dear parents, much of what we learn in this world comes directly from you. Whatever your message is, it will become part of us forever. 
Please teach us to accept one another. Teach us to respect one another. Please, do not fill our minds with hatred. Do not expose us to bigotry. Do not teach us to judge each other by race, religion, orientation, or the color of our skin. Teach us the concept of tolerance. Teach us to understand one another. Teach us to accept people of different cultures and persons with different beliefs than yours. Please help us to create a world where every man, woman, and child is treated equally. Dear parents, please don't teach us words of hate. We learn from you every moment. If you use certain words which might be hurtful to others, we will repeat that word. Please don't show us acts of hate. If you act against people of different faiths, we will repeat your actions. Dear parents, we are your children. And we are relying on you to help us create a world where every person is tolerant of one another. Inside this little Burbank building, this is the first museum in the world dedicated to martial arts. It, it really reflects on the style and the, the philosophy of each and every different culture. White eyebrow kung fu, monkey kung fu, the animal styles, Shaolin. Talking about the ninja here. Japan had the samurai. Here we go into our Korean section. In fact, every corner of Asia and the Pacific has its own martial art. It'll be an absolute shame if one day you ask a kid and he doesn't know who Bruce Lee is. From the history of the Japanese samurai to the artistry of anime, Enjoy a look into Asian culture by visiting the Martial Arts History Museum in Burbank. Hi, this is Frank Duke. This is C.J. Douglas Wong. Hi, this is Kumu Lua, Michelle Manu, and you're listening to Rosita and Bob on the Dynamic Dojo Radio Show. The only place to be to get the real scoop on the real things that are going on in the martial arts world. Do you have an idea for a guest? or a topic that you'd like to hear on the Dynamic Dojo Talk radio show? If you do, you can email your suggestions and ideas to dynamicdojoradiohost at gmail.com or you can also post it on the Dynamic Dojo Facebook page. You're listening to the Dynamic Dojo Show with Restita and Robert, your source for martial arts talk radio. Alrighty, everyone, welcome back. If you're just now tuning in, this is Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio with Rosita and Robert. Our phone number here is 347-677-0699. So feel free to give us a call if you'd like to talk to our upcoming guest, Race Young. Um, or if you don't want to call us, you can go ahead and use our chat board on our blog talk radio show marquee. So before we bring up uh, Grace's mic live here on the air, I just want to um, say a little bit about her. Uh, Grace Young is one of the founders and board members of the American Dream Association of Culture Exchange and Art and Acting Academy of Hollywood. She's appeared on television shows such as 1,000 Ways to Die and the hit series 24, and has also had feature roles in other blockbuster movies such as Gamblers and Gangster Squad. So please help me welcome Grace Young to the show. Grace, thanks for joining us today. Hi. Good evening. Hi there. Hi. Hi. Yeah, I'm fine. Good. Good, good. Thanks for taking the time out of your busy schedule to join us. Um, so what we usually like to do, Grace, is uh, introduce our 
our listeners to our guests by having our guests tell us a little bit about themselves. And um, I know you've been um, acting for quite a while. Um, you immigrated um, here from China, living there in sunny Burbank, along with Bob, who also lives in Burbank. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and uh, can you tell our listeners about what got you started in acting? What what attracted you to to the profession? Oh yeah, I would love to share that. Actually, uh, I started uh, from Houston. You know, I immigrated from China to Houston first mm. uh, in mm-hmm. 1989. And then uh, I bring my daughter and the family uh, came to America also, too. And mm-hmm. uh, my daughter, actually, she started when she was, like, very young, like three or four years old. She started mm-hmm. learning the uh, the martial arts, learning the Chinese traditional dancer. And uh, one of the photographers, actually, later on, we found out he's one of the biggest uh, photographers and win a lot of awards. And oh, wow. And he won actually asking my daughter to model in her uh in her competition in the world mm-hmm. uh, some kind of uh competition so and since then uh he follow my daughter like every year he's shooting her like twice or three times mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. later on he's adding me play her mom so we wear different chinese traditional dress you know like mm-hmm. a stuff. Mm-hmm. and then later on even my parents also, in his uh, <laughs> picture, the whole family. Then uh, I have to find actually the Chinese uh, husband to make the whole family. So that's oh. how her career start from right there. Then she's starting to doing like a commercial printing, and then you, I, before I never know that when they see the kids when they are young, they want to see the mother first. Oh, so that's uh-huh. how I, yeah. So that's how I started. <laughs> Oh, very uh, cool. Right, right. And later on, uh, actually, uh, my daughter, she booked one of the uh, pilot in uh, Hollywood. That time, uh, she's like 11 years old. Actually, Mm -hmm. really professional starting when they are moving from Houston to Hollywood, to Burbank, actually. Wow. Very cool. Now, you and your daughter... um, you two like worked together on several projects, correct? Were you yes both on okay. the printing? We did a lot. Then on the TV or some pilot or on the uh, web series, yes, we did a lot. Oh, very cool, very good. Can you uh, <laughs> tell us? Uh, can you tell us a little bit um, about some of your first roles that uh, that you had played? Yes. Uh, the first role actually in Hollywood, like I said, in Houston, we did a lot of mm-hmm. printing work, be mother and a daughter. But our first role actually is when we moving uh, from Houston to uh, Burbank, and that time she's like 11 years old. The first mm-hmm. role is the steel, the drums. That movie, oh, okay. yeah, is is win uh, so many awards, and I played. Uh, that's talking the really. Uh, war between America and Vietnam, and I played the the mom, the Vietnam mom, and my daughter mm-hmm. played my real daughter. So that's the oh, true story. Cool. It, it's <laughs> yes, the director, mm-hmm. a producer, his name is Tilba. 
Simmons. He is a great, great director. My gosh, and he cast me. And that time I was just really new to Hollywood, and、uh, he's looking for Vietnamese mom. I said I'm Chinese. <laughs> so he said,、uh, "No, it's, it's all right. When we say Vietnamese, we see you are like that." So I mean, I、oh, I had really great fun, and that's my first experience. Experience actually in Hollywood, play the real in the movie with my daughter before it's just non-spoken for the、uh, printing world. Oh. Ah,、uh, so this is the first uh, uh, role that we landed, and we really enjoy it. And uh, actually, uh, recently, I produced that uh, uh, TV episode calling Mr. Wang goes to Hollywood.、Uh, oh, I played cool. A mother- Yes, and my daughter played my daughter in that TV pilot also too. Very nice, very cool. <laughs> Now this was、um, how? Let's see, what? How many years ago was that that you immigrated to Houston? Well, the first time I came here was 1989.、Uh, that time, the、mm-hmm. China we just starting open the gate. And a lot of、uh, merchandise from China, we try to export、uh, from China to America. So I, that time, I was working for the Chinese import-export government、uh, company. That、uh, I just fresh graduate from college, also too. So they、mm-hmm. sending me over here.、Uh, I'm just、uh, not just me. Actually, we have like a stream branch, like in、uh, Los Angeles, Houston, and New York. Actually, I'm the one of in charge、uh, in Houston. All the goods、mm-hmm. coming from China. So most of, like a Kmart, Walmart, Target, or Sears, most of it is through our company's hand export over here. That's the beginning of it. But then、oh, we are、okay. just right. So that's how the beginning. I I I came over here just for doing the import export for the China government. Wow. Wow. Very cool. <laughs> Now you've also you've also worked、uh, done some、uh, well you've also written, done some writing correct Grace. Excuse me, can you say one more time?、Uh, you've also done some writing, haven't you? Yeah, I done I done the writing. Yes. Can, can, let's、That's、talk、it. about that for a while, if you don't mind. Books, magazine articles. What have you done in the past? Okay.、Uh, first of all, in Houston,、uh, I was first doing the import export business, and later on,、uh, in in Houston,、uh-huh. we are try to because a lot of Chinese they starting immigrate from China to Houston, and we try to、uh, holding the Chinese、uh, hosting radio just like you, but doing the Chinese radio. So、uh-huh. uh, that time I was in Houston, I did for three years for the radio show that.、Uh, Like similar like you, but the major things is answer the new fresh immigrant people coming to America. They have、mm. culture diff, everything different because I came early.、Uh, you know, I'm from not、uh, from mainland China, so 1989 is kind of called early we came here. So I holding that TV sh-、uh, radio show like every day for 30 minutes. Just for hotline people call in if they have any question asking about anything has problem in America. So me and another one person that we both in charge to answer all those questions. That you were asking,、uh-huh. and during those time, actually I was try to thinking about writing a book, but is is not 
uh, thinking about it, it's a long way from China to Hollywood. That time, because I got a lot of idea from the people asking about all kind of situation, like uh, talking about Chinese when they come into America, how can they deal with the school, with the uh, social, with the whole mm-hmm. thing, culture. Everything is totally different. So, but I learned a lot from that uh, radio show also too. So I, uh, you know, we we learning each other actually. So mm-hmm. I would try to start writing about uh, how to the Chinese, uh, you know, dealing with their kids most of the time because we had a, a totally different culture when you raised in China. The school, the education, and the culture is a whole different than the mm-hmm. people in America because when the kids. When they're coming home, they still have to be with their parents. They still use the Chinese tradition. Mm-hmm. But when they come into school, the food is American food, and also the, the, the education is totally different. And I think mm. you heard a lot of story like, uh, you know, in China, parents, if they have something the kids they did not do right, they can actually mm-hmm. beat them up. You know, it, it's normal. Right. But Mm-hmm. In America, you cannot do that. So mm-hmm. uh, many things happened. Like uh, you know, the, the 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 father, if the kids they get the the, the C or the D, or they just run away from the school or something, they got mad. You know, they could be in trouble. And several several mm-hmm. cases happened. You know, like during the time they have a green card and they beat their kids and they sending the parents go back to China. Mm-hmm. But the kids, they are born in America, so they cannot go back. So finally, they have to take the kids, go to the, wow, uh, how to call that organization for the kids that don't have the parents, that somebody taking care of them. So oh, yeah. we had a lot of things happened. That's why I was want to write a book about how to deal with uh, new immigration, how can they living and study and uh, actually uh fit in in America. Mm-hmm. But that book, we just were talking. Then later on, I got really busy with my daughter in all uh, Texas. We go to Austin, we go to Dallas, we go to uh, El Paso. All over, you can thinking that uh, she's doing the modeling over there. And later on, uh, when I came to Hollywood, then uh, I see my daughter, she keep booking a lot of jobs, and I, also me too. So my friend actually they suggested me to writing about the book, and from the beginning I was thinking, you know, people normally when they writing the book, they normally they have lot of successful, like they are superstar or they supermodel or something. I said we just barely came over here, but my daughter mm-hmm. she did a several several nationwide commercial, and also one of the. Uh, printing work she did for the Pasadena Water and the Power, and that poster is all over Pasadena, the bus station. The, mm-hmm. the you know the for the bus station they have the pole over there, and also some of in Los Angeles and Pasadena. So mm. one of my friend, he's American Chinese writer. He wrote several books, and he told me because he came here to. To, to visit uh, for some of his business. Then he saw my daughter's poster all over Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. He said, wow, that's great. He said, you need writing something about your book. I said, why? We are just barely coming here. He said, because the Chinese people normally, we have some success. We just uh, between the family friend talk. We never really share with the people. 
He said, uh-huh. your daughter is so young age, and she did so great. You need to be just thinking about it. You know, when you came to Hollywood, you will not even speak good English, and you mm-hmm. probably has some things want to know how looking for the book to see, give you some guide, you know, how to, you know, break inside the Hollywood, how to deal with the casting director, the production company, the director, or the management or agency. I said, absolutely, right. he's right. I was going to book and looking for the book, try to find out how can working with the entertainment people. And I did not mm-hmm. find out any of them. They have a lot of how to auditioning, how to uh, working with, but don't have too many things about the young kids, especially right. like these people. So mm-hmm. that's after his idea, and I thinking, yeah, that that's probably that's good. So I started writing, and you believe or not, it's just, uh, you know, when I was writing, it just take a lot of time. It's so many memories from her, very little, and from. Mm-hmm. I came from China and then came to America, and I write, write it, and then I I had a lot of crying, lot of exciting, you know, mm-hmm. lot of learning, and then uh, after finished, I starting talk to the publisher, and uh, one of the um, publisher saw my book, and he said it's it's really good, but mm-hmm. he said uh, talking about is your daughter. You know how did it, she started, and he had some suggestions said that you know American is immigration country, so mm-hmm. you need to writing about your background. How can you came from China to Houston, then from Houston coming to Hollywood? So mm-hmm. we want to know about your cultural background. How did you bring you in from the communist China to Hollywood? This is a huge mm-hmm. difference. That. No. Yeah. I, yeah. I said, oh my God. So I, I started adding another part of the my whole life back in China. Mhm. Wow. Uh, what? Uh, 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 name is Rob, right? His name. He was asking me about the, uh, the writing the book, and then later on, after my book come come out, and I got a lot of interview from the Chinese TV. And a lot of magazine, lot of newspaper, and mm-hmm. then uh, from not just uh, Chinese yeah. in America, also Chinese in China. They mm-hmm. everybody want about Hollywood, so uh, they want to know uh, really because I've been over here like ten years uh, in Hollywood, but back in mm-hmm. Houston, my daughter was like five years old. Actually, she starting have agent. We starting mm-hmm. working. Uh, so they want to know. So they want me writing the memo, uh, not memo, the column. Uh, actually, I titled "I'm in Hollywood." Mm-hmm. So I uh, this column for like since this early year January, I did with like a chair in US uh, mm-hmm. and uh, a CTI and uh, like uh, some newspaper like magazine or different things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And answer wow. the Chinese people their question about Hollywood, and especially mm-hmm. for the for the for the children, you know, like when they coming over here, how can they work all the stuff? Mm-hmm. Now, did you like, did you have uh-huh. a did you have a any struggles when you first came to Houston? Like you said, it was 
very different culture over here than China. Did you did you have a little bit hard time trying to adjust to Houston? Houston, not a little. Texas. <laughs> it's not a little bit. It's a whole lot. It's about a whole everything. Lot. Uh-huh. <laughs> First wow. of all, is it is the language. You yeah. know, the language is uh, in China. We learn is like a British English. Mm-hmm. So when I came to uh, Texas, and uh, whatever I speak, nobody understand, and uh-huh. the Texas. Uh, <laughs> English, English with my uh, British Asian accent, and we uh-huh. really cannot communicate. So sometimes <laughs> we are writing. So writing is good. <laughs> uh. So that's very funny. And in China, you know, normally we we leaving the place to the workplace is just a cross street or one block. Mm-hmm. It's totally not like American. You living in your living area, then your company is far away. Yeah. So there's no way for you to walking to work. You have to driving. And in mm-hmm. China, we are riding bicycle. Yes. So, <laughs> so that's the first thing you have to deal with. You, how can you drive? And yes. at that time, they don't have Chinese uh, test. Like right now in Houston, in LA, you go anywhere, driver license, DMV, they do have the Chinese version for all different languages. Mm-hmm. But back in 1989, they do not have. So I have to be study all those English, and also you have to be test. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's just those language, and you don't have lag. You know, you have to learn how to driving. Just these two things. I'm not talking something else. You yeah. Know? <laughs> uh, and, it's like, of course, for yeah. the food, you know, we always yeah. eating Chinese food. Back in mm-hmm. 1989 in Houston, there's barely, barely no Chinese restaurant oh, no. and no Chinese grocery. That was very tough. You know. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be hard to get accustomed to. I, rem- uh, I remember I visited uh, Beijing uh, back in... Oh, really? Uh, yeah, it was a long time ago, like uh, 2002. I went with my uh, Tai Chi team because I do Tai Chi. and uh, I went Oh, there to you are the Tai Chi teacher. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Uh, so I went there to uh, study with my masters and to do a tournament. And uh, many of my teammates never been to China before. So, <laughs> so luckily, luckily, I was, you know, I was, you know, uh, versed in a lot of the, the a lot of the traditions and the food, right? Um, because yes. my grand my grandmother was half Chinese, so. Uh, Filipino Chinese, so a lot of mixed, oh, right? okay. uh, mixed uh, culture. So already kind uh-huh. of familiar, but I had to explain to everyone, you know, the custom, where to sit, you know, you know where to right. sit, you know, and and you know where to bow when you know when the master comes and all this stuff, and and they and you know even I found it difficult, you know, adjusting to just the difference in in the culture. So I can only imagine how difficult it must be for, you know, someone coming from China to Houston where where it's a we kind of have they kind of have a joke on the West Coast. We kind of have a joke that people in Texas speak a whole heck of a lot differently than any other English in the United States. So, yes. Right, they're making more difficult, you believe or not. 
And the plus, you know, that time the government when they sending me over here, you know, back in 1989, that time when you're working for government, they paid for you everything. Mm-hmm. We don't have no water bill, no electric bill. We don't have to pay rent. Everything wow. your telephone is the government. They had everything for you. Mm-hmm. So when I came over here, we rent apartment, and I have to deal with the gas, with the mm-hmm. electric bill, with the telephone bill, with the HOA association fee, with lots uh-huh. of stuff. So yeah. everything is new. To- so I mm-hmm. know the time in back in 1989 when I came here, the China they just started starting for the people who are not working for the government. They just mm-hmm. starting to have the. That time we don't even have gas. We just have water, and we use the coal. So they just try wow. to put the electric for the people's home that not working for government. They they just started. So, but me, I never have this experience that you pay everything by yourself. This is totally different. So mm-hmm. right now, the China they totally change. It doesn't matter you're working for government or or whoever. So they have like electric, you know. Gas bill and all those bills. But back in 1989, when I came to Houston, I had a very, very difficult about everything. Not just language, not just how to driving, about the learning. We don't have a check that time. You know, nobody, mm-hmm. everything's cash. We don't have a credit card. So over right. here, people, they go to gas station, they go to grocery, they use credit card. So all this right. little bit of stuff, I have to learn about it. Can you believe that? Mm-hmm. That's, that is very, very difficult. So I can understand when you go back to China, 2002, that's already, China has already opened the door. You know, they yeah. already know of American stuff. But still, I'm thinking for you, still, you you probably really find out how difficult for the Chinese immigrate mm-hmm. to America to go back yeah. to Beijing. So what yeah. is your experience? first one then you're coming to Beijing. When I came to Beijing, I was I was so in awe, I was so enamored with, you know, it, it's to me it was the the China itself was the birthplace of Tai Chi, right? So I I had to get over the oh, I'm in the birthplace of Tai Chi, right? <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, I was, you know, and then of course the training, the training uh-huh. in China is so much different than here in America. It makes American teachers look very easy. And <laughs> the, well, the that's that's true. Then you know, China when yeah. they training you, they really training you like training the soldier. Oh you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> I my 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 Shifu um, is also a, a Chinese national, and she trained me the same way. But it was different. It somehow it was different when I went to China because now I was there. I was in the middle of it, right? And it made the training that much more enjoyable but painful. <laughs> but still, still very good. And the food, best food I've ever had. So when I came back to Seattle, um, mm-hmm. the United States, you know, every time I have Chinese food, not it's not the same. It's, it's no. not the same. It's it's just exactly. so good. I'd love to go. I would love to go back again uh for training and for vacation just to just to visit Beijing again. Uh we you visited know, somebody also though, people. Somebody yeah? has a correction for you though. 
Somebody okay. online had a corrector for you. You know how you said it makes American teachers look easy? Well, our buddy, Tony Collins, says he's not easy. He's cheap. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. He may, he may not have been talking about instruction, though. <laughs> do, do you know when you're talking about when you go to China, you taste the Chinese food is totally different? I can mm-hmm. tell you. When I came over here, even in uh, Los An- in in Los Angeles, is the best Chinese food. Any mm-hmm. restaurant I go over there is totally different than the food in China. You know why? Mm-hmm. The, the Chi- Chi- China, the Chinese restaurant or Chinese family, when they cook, when they cook the fish, the chicken or the beef or mm-hmm. or you know whatever lamb they cook, they use different sauce. They use mm-hmm. different the material to you know mm-hmm. to put in. But over here right. in America, is just the fish, chicken, beef, or lamb, but same sauce, everything. Mm. So they don't use, like, we use ginger, we use garlic, we use, you know, pepper, we use, you know, all different things with different uh, meat and different mm-hmm. uh, food you're going to But America mm-hmm. is, is, everything is the same sauce. So mm, my I daughter, see. she actually... Uh, when she came here, she was like two years old, so she don't really remember China anything. So mm-hmm. I can say she raised up in America. So mm-hmm. she's thinking she's very, very Chinese traditional because she always love go to Chinese restaurant to eat. And mm-hmm. uh, back in 2009, she was uh, filming the Chinese uh, TV show for two episodes, and we we went back over there. And we went to the Chinese restaurant. She always liked like a Kung Pao chicken or orange <laughs> chicken or something. When she ordered over there, she said, Mom, what is this taste? Why is not taste <laughs> L.A.? You know? <laughs> so I, I explaining to her what happened. She said, oh, my mom, mom, this is just unbelievable. She's never want to go to Chinese restaurant. And before, she hated my dog. McDonald's, Subway, all the stuff. By uh-huh. the end, whenever he see, oh, the mom, that's the KFC. Let's go over there to eat. Then <laughs> every day, <laughs> go into you know, KFC, go to the deep, all American restaurant. And oh. uh, you believe, right. So she was saying, Mom, I think I'm really Chinese. But now when I came, really came to China, I can't eat the Chinese food because they are different. Mm. <clears throat> It's. I, I thought so it was very good. <laughs> I thought it was very, I thought it was very, very good. good. Very so you good, had a, yeah. You had a very good tour that they take you to the right. But 2002, in Beijing, they have some area because a lot of foreign people, especially yeah. American people, they make like uh, the food, like uh, we call in Chinese food American my Sifu made sure that we had um, the same kind of food that she would eat, you know. Um, yeah, you know, we stayed in a, you know, a Western-style hotel. But when, when uh, Lao Xi said, They okay, have Western hotel eat. in Beijing? Yeah, yeah, you know. The, wow. They, you know, Western-style, you know. But whenever Lao Xi said, okay. It's time to eat. She would have the bus driver take us just to some random place, side, you know, okay. of the the main city, 
and just you know someplace where no one spoke english and that's what that's what i found was the best food was the the nat the natural you know ingredients the vegetables yes. and you know, my friends would say what kind of vegetable is this and our interpreter would say oh it's just chinese vegetable <laughs> you know well i can say so yes that yeah, I can see probably your family they cook really good uh, oriental food. That's why you're able to to feed you well, you know. Oh. You said you are. So I'm most a, uh, uh, eighth Chinese, yeah, mm-hmm. eighth Chinese and uh, mostly Filipino, but yeah, I I loved it. So did my teammates. Completely loved it. Loved the people, the bicycles. My my friends and I were so shocked at shocked at how many bicycles you know, wow. we were we were in the <laughs> bus and looking down, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of bicycles, and I thought, oh, we're not going to run them over. <laughs> and, and, and our interpreter said, oh no, the bus drivers know how to drive here, and you know, it's it's okay, it's okay. I was still so afraid. Oh my God, we're going to run over these bicycles, and and uh, yeah, just so many bicycles. It was it was great. I had a great time. I would love to go back. I would love to go back. But, you know, like you, like you said, it was kind of difficult at first um, to get used to the culture. We were only there a month, just only one month. And um, but by the end of the month, it was getting a little better. But, you know, it was the first days were like, oh, what do we what what, what do we do? This is so different. Where's, you know, where's a Starbucks? Where's <laughs> I don't think they have a Starbucks over there. There was one. There was one. Oh, just one. one. Okay. Just one. There was one in one of the hotels, and uh, and I thought the coffee was better there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're right. Yeah. When you're talking about bicycle, it uh reminded me, when I came to America, I have to... I really don't know the traffic light because back oh. in 1989, we most of walking. Yeah. And uh, then bicycle. We barely mm-hmm. don't have too many cars at all. So the block to block, the street to street is really no traffic light for like, uh, we don't see traffic light very often. And mm-hmm. you've been to China, so you, you, you already know that the China yeah. right now, you go over there, actually they still have a lot of bicycle, but they have more cars than before. Mm, and okay. uh, I just came back from China. Uh, we went to China for like three weeks in September. All the mm. way to end of September, we had a group for our um, Hollywood school and production. We went back there, and we have like uh Four foreigner American people like a Hollywood director, casting director, mm-hmm. and uh, we we went over there. Uh, they they are not used to because it, the China they have so many cars, and uh, in America everybody you follow the light. You know when the light turns on, you starting mm-hmm. walking. It's in the right. car, but in China it's just about is totally different. So. <laughs> You you have that experience, so I yes. I tell I have to tell them clearly. You watch the car, the car they won't watch you. The motorcycle, bicycle, you know the car, you know the the people whoever you're walking, you have to watch all those bicycle, motorcycle, and the car. 
And mm-hmm. the bicycle, you have to watch for whatever the the car situation. Yeah. And they starting hung on you. And you know, American people said, "What is that? Why they keep hung up like that?" I said, "Well, this is the Chinese way. Then because they have too many people, they have a lot of weird transportation. Not just the car, yeah. not just bicycle, motorcycle, some other stuff that you can imagine. <laughs> so they." Keep you know hung on you. They try to tell you I am coming, so I'm faster. You you know you need to get away. So that's yeah. the one thing. When I came over here, I really I'm not used to it, but I really love it because you yeah. have to be really kind of like you know you you don't know what's going on. So I mean yeah. you have the feeling you went to Beijing, so you know it. It was tough. My friend and I decided to go for a little walk away from the hotel. And the and I think I told you this story, Bob, but um, yeah. it's like the equivalent just around the hotel. Okay, people speak English, you know, blah, blah, blah. But we went, we walked quite a while, maybe about mile, two miles away from the hotel. Nobody, it, it was obvious, spoke English. So my friend and I tried to cross the street. And uh-huh. my friend goes, "How come there's no how come there's no crossing light?" I'm like, "It's like the Philippines, man. Ain't no crossing light. We just gotta we just gotta walk. It's time to play chicken." So we walked out into the street, and the street was like uh, six, seven lanes wide. It was wide street. So we were walking, uh-huh. and then honk, 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 honk. I'm like, "Okay, stop now, go." And then slow down, stop now, go. Okay, go, honk, 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 honk. stop now, go. Now, now run, go. <laughs> it was so funny. And we got across the street and we did a little bit of shopping. And then my friend Taylor, she says, she said, well, now how do we get back? <laughs> and I said, same way. Just start walking. Just start walking. And just make sure that you let the car go by and then walk out in front. It's it's like playing the video game chicken. Just keep Frogger. going. Keep going. Frogger, thank you. Just play Frogger. Just keep going. Just <laughs> don't don't stop. Whatever you do. Oh no, you gotta stop here. Now go. Okay, slow down. Go. Slow down. Go. <laughs> Run. Go. <laughs> oh, well, like, I, I don't ever want to do that again. And I'm like, oh well. <laughs> well, that's back in 2002. Actually, uh, this time I went to China. I found out before they don't have the walking light. Right now they uh-huh. have walking light. Oh, so, good. But they. Yeah, they don't have too many. Not like America. Every single traffic light, they do yeah. have to have walking light. But mm-hmm. in Beijing, they are better. But still, in the major road, they have. But like far away, they still don't have. If you yeah. go to some of central of China or little city, they don't have it at all. So you still mm-hmm. have to watch the car and watch the motorcycle and stuff. You know? Yeah. <laughs> My Sifu told me not to go anywhere. We went to her uh, to where she lives, she lives in Hangzhou, so don't go anywhere. <laughs> right, right. Bob, with don't me, have don't you. Go yeah, like, yeah. Don't go Bob, anywhere. have you China? No, I never have. No. Okay. <laughs> so this is a good experience for you then. <laughs> you would have fun, Bob. You would have. You would have fun. You, 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 oh, you I'm would. sure I would. I'm sure yeah, I would. You, you would enjoy the food. Oh my God, it's awesome! And the people, people are awesome. 
All right. So right, we've been talking right. long enough. Let's hear from Bob. I know Bob's probably got some questions. <laughs> you know, I am so used to this, so I can never. We get you guys going, and I just sit back and listen because I am, I am not saying a word. I can't talk anymore. You guys just manipulate the whole thing. Oh, so, great. Do you Tell know, Bob? Yeah. yeah. When you go to well, China, like my daughter, uh-huh. she's been to like a, 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 a like a KFC or like a Popeye and a oh, Dale Taco, wow. and all oh, wow. these uh, restaurants, they have like a half is American menu and half is a Chinese menu. You know, oh. they make hamburger, but oh. they make Chinese style hamburger, like. Uh, we have like a chicken hamburger or some hamburgers over there. They have the tofu hamburger. Can you believe that? Wow, <laughs> wow. very cool. That's cool. Right, that they is have very this. cool. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah they create the half menu is American style, but another half menu that's they created like Chinese way. That is really good for the Chinese people. They want American style, but inside everything still China, you know, China that's style. That's yeah, that's cool. And uh, uh, like, uh, uh, well, when Bob you go over there, you will find out it's it's lot of uh, the Chinese. They are really creative people. You believe or not? <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. Very. Uh, so Grace, tell us about your struggles while, while you're you you know you had to take care of your daughter. You you, you grew up becoming actors. What struggles did you come up against? Uh, the the first all uh, when when we uh in uh, actually when we was in uh, Houston, uh, the the one thing is uh, when she worked in Texas that time, the young kids under age 18 they don't have they don't need a work permit so i never oh. heard about a work permit so anywhere she working in dallas or austin or anywhere houston somewhere nobody asking your work permit and when mm-hmm. they came to uh la the first job she booked and they asking she have to have work permit oh mm-hmm. my gosh i said what is that i said we we have a green card. We are American citizen. They said no. That's totally different because your daughter she's only eleven, she's only twelve. We need a work permit for her able to work. So this is oh. never heard. Yeah, in Texas, this is the one thing. The first things all said, oh my gosh, and she's gonna be working on. She booked on Monday, and we find out on the Friday. Oh. So in that. Right. Oh, no. In that Friday, I was early morning. I have to go to her school. At first, I have to go to the work permit downtown to get the, mm-hmm. the, the paper of the sheet, and then I have to take to the school to let them sign everything. That whole day, I was just back forward, back forward, you know. And plus, <laughs> you know, plus, you know, in Houston, the street they are very long, you know, mm-hmm. and they never. Freeway this side and freeway that side, they are, they are just one very straight road and everything not complicated. But mm-hmm. in, in LA, my gosh, the freeway this side is some name <laughs> and other side is another name. Yeah. Do you know I live in Burbank and uh, uh-huh. take me a long time 
to figure out we have Victory Boulevard, we have Victory <laughs> Avenue, we have Victory. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh! I booked right in my city and I couldn't find it. You know. <laughs> right, so, right. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, Bob? Right. Oh, absolutely. That's why he drives. That's why he drives every time I come to visit. I'm like, you. I'm not. I'm not renting a car. I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> I get my right, exactly. So that's one of the struggling. Just the road, and you know, in Houston, there's no traffic. When I Google the map, it's like from here to Hollywood, Burbank to Hollywood is just seven or eight miles. Mm-hmm. In Houston, it's, it takes you ten, fifteen minutes. So I right. was always auditioning late because when I Google in Santa Monica, it's twenty miles. Okay, so I give forty-five minutes. Take me one and a half hour to drive over there. And from Burbank <laughs> yeah. go to Hollywood, Sunset Boulevard is not even with eight nine miles, and it take me driving like forty-five <laughs> minutes. That's four more without the. I know it's ridiculous. Yeah. Oh my God! Yeah. Right. I drive for. I drive for Lyft, and I, pro, I, I their addresses come up, and it's like eight miles, 20 minutes. I'm like, what? Only in L.A.? Well, it takes yeah. 20 minutes to go eight miles. Yeah. It's getting like that here in Seattle, too. I mean, the, the, the you know, magazines and the media are starting to, to tout Seattle as, you know, having, like, I think the third, third, third or fourth worst traffic. And that's like in comparison to like L.A. and I'm and I'm beginning to wonder if because <laughs> because just you know just for me to get to uh, to get to work, um, it's only right. I mean, granted, it's from Kent. If there's no from where I live, uh, it's a place called Kent. Um, it's only they say it's only 21 miles from Kent to uh, downtown Seattle. Now, 10 years right. ago, it would have taken me about I don't know, 30 minutes max, okay. right? On the mm-hmm. freeway. But now with the traffic, <clears throat> I have to find a way to get around it because if I stay on the freeway, it will take me 90 minutes just to go the same distance. And I'm like, "Why? <laughs> What's going on?" And um we think it's we think it's all the Microsoft and, you know, the, the other businesses that are that are here now. So it's uh it's just crazy that the the traffic there. Yeah. So, so the the struggling with the work permit first, then yeah. it's always late, and the the road actually is totally different. You know, just in Burbank, I go auditioning. I Google it's just like with a couple of miles, and it takes me long time just to figure out where is the Victory Park, where is the Victory Road, <laughs> and the Avenue Boulevard. Uh huh. So, right. And plus, uh, my daughter, you know, she, uh, you know, growing up in Houston, she already had all her friends over there. So Mm. when she came here, she's kind of like uh, nervous. Said, oh, mom, over here, people, I'm uh, going to meet some friends. Are they going to like me? She's a little bit nervous. So she Mm. has to adjust herself to fit in. And, Mm. oh, yeah, that's for the young kids is, is hard, you know, so, but I said, don't worry. The first day when she go to school, oh my gosh, she just kind of like nervous and thinking the teachers, the classmates, they, are they gonna like me or not? You know, mm-hmm. something like that. So for the young kids, they they all. So that's a little bit hard. Not just the, 
adjust for her, also adjust for me too. Because in Houston, they are people. They are they don't have too much things to do. They are very very nice. Like if you asking, I'm trying to find this road. The police they drive you. You follow them. They take you over there. In mm-hmm. LA, you asking everyone. Most people, I'm thinking you asking. I said no, I don't know. I'm you know I'm I'm outside. Then I fu- I figure out because in uh. In Hollywood area in LA, most people is traveling from all over the world, so they really mm. don't know what's going on. So they are like right. me. So finally, I I'm not just asking anyone because nobody gonna answer you and nobody know what's going on. So I figure out over here you have to do everything by your own. And of course, back in Houston, I had my parents with me. My grandma and my aunt, my uncle, and lot of cousins. So most of my relatives they are they are in uh, Dallas and they are in Houston. So over here, I don't have anyone to help. So actually, it's kind of like uh, uh, you know less that family support things. Oh right, <clears throat> right. Wow. And plus over there, when my daughter book job in Texas, over there the casting director or the you know the director. They are very nice because you, mm-hmm. you know they don't have too many kids. They don't have too many jobs. So whenever they have job, they really take the time, and they they treating the children like children. Give them good direction. Mm-hmm. But in Los Angeles, this is their business. So this is Hollywood. So right. my daughter and me beginning, they just tell you one time, give you one time direction. Go ahead and do it. You know you have to be mm-hmm. thinking really fast. You know? Right. So when I book the job and my daughter book the job, actually, you know, in Houston they are very nice, but over here they got a lot of things going on. So later on, I totally understand they do not have time. And plus, over here you you rent location, you you know rent the studio. That's very very expensive. Not like Houston. So they have to mm-hmm. do it quickly, faster for them to able to finish the job. So right. that things. Yeah, make me like the 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 word sinking on your feet before yeah. you listen. I I heard the word, but I never know what's the meaning until I came <laughs> to Hollywood. I know sinking your feet. You have to be faster. So right. you know that's the that's you know that's the, oh man, you're talking about struggling, and right. most struggling is when my daughter working in Texas. There's not too many aging children over there, so whenever oh. she go out, it's only like a four or five. Most of up to six aging girls like her. Whenever she go Dallas or Houston or Austin somewhere to audition, there's not too many competition at all. So whenever she book, she go over there. Most of ninety percent she book job, and mm. when it came to LA. The first audition, she went over there on Sunset Boulevard, that big studio. And when mm-hmm. I go over there, I said, when they go inside, oh my gosh, they have hundreds, hundreds of aging <laughs> girls, just like my daughter. Wow. They have hundreds, yeah. hundreds of aging moms, just like me. Oh my gosh, <laughs> we are looking similar. <laughs> I mean, they just have one row over there. You only have up to six people, and over here you have. Up to hundred, and that's just wow. one day. Sometimes they can cast him for three, four days. Maybe they saw thousands of the kids of the aging mom, 
and everybody mm-hmm. they are so talented, they are so beautiful. You know, is wow. that that's that's you know that's is very you know difficult and a totally that's a different. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> so, that, uh, oh yeah. <laughs> my my what, yeah my daughter she uh she got a cast for that the 2008 Olympic um commercial. You know, oh. 2000. Yeah, mm-hmm. 2008 Olympic commercial is the you know that's the first year China they got yeah. first time holding. Mm-hmm. So they had this uh they they had this commercial. They have like a 12 children. Everybody speak one language. Like they speak Chinese, they speak English. Some of them speak Europe. Some of them speaking different. Like 12 country young kids, uh, mm-hmm. 11 to 13 years old, and uh, the casting one. And I took my daughter go over there. They have thousands of Chinese kids over there because that first year holding in Beijing. So mm-hmm. the people from all over the country they coming for this role. Can you mm-hmm. believe it? They just the one aging girl and my daughter yeah. she booked. <laughs> right. She That's went there amazing. for three times auditioning. So you can see for the young children how hard she is. Lot of yeah. pressure. Yeah. You know, not children, the mother too. You gotta call, then you gotta call back the second time. Yeah. The second time they right. nail down to like a maybe like a hundred kids. Mm-hmm. Then they got a third time auditioning. When the third mm-hmm. time auditioning go over there, they narrow down to twenty people. Then from those yeah. twenty Chinese people, they keep up. They just choosing one, choosing my daughter. I mean, wow. That's just, um, I I was it's so amazing. proud. I said, oh my gosh, how can you get this role with so many competition? Yeah. You know, right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Out of thousands of kids that wanted one role, you know. Right. Wow. So what what do you think landed the role for her? Was it uh, her presence? Was it you know uh, what, what were the the casting directors looking for? Oh, uh, I'm thinking they are looking for. The sports, the first, mm-hmm. and uh, you have looking very like a sports person. And uh, my daughter at that time, she's in the Jiangmir Middle School, and uh, she just uh, had a high jump. She was the first uh, competition. Oh, you know, okay. And she was first place. But they are not looking for the looking for the high jump. They are looking for the hoodles. Mm-hmm. Do you know they have I I don't know how oh. to call they huh? the hurdles they are, yeah, yeah, yeah hurdles they are looking for that mm-hmm. so they asking oh, my daughter okay. yeah what you can do she said uh, she's doing the figure skating and uh, she said I'm first place uh, for the uh, high jump in in uh, Jiangmir Middle School and they said can you try the hurdles she said yes I can learn. So they had a coach to coach her how to jump, and she did really good. Oh, so, okay. And of course, yeah, they are not just see you. You have to be look like sports, and you have to be like really athletic kids. And she mm-hmm. is athletic kids. And they asking her question, and you have to able speak Chinese and English. So oh, okay. that's a, yeah. That's a good thing is that the 12 children, each person, you speak your own country's language, and you have to be good at it. 
So mm-hmm. that's I'm I'm happy that I keep speaking with her uh, in Chinese back home because mm-hmm. that's a rule. I said when you're coming back home, we need to speak Chinese, no English. Right. So she don't read or writing, but she can talk. So that's a oh, good. Oh, good. That that is good. That is it. I, I, <laughs> I think more kids should be bilingual. I I myself am not. My parents were opposite. They thought that because we were in America, they didn't want my sister and I to have an accent because they didn't want us to get bullied, you know. So they said, no, Uh you know, let's not teach them. Let's not teach them the Filipino language. They'll have an accent. They'll get made fun of. They'll get bullied and beat up. And um, (laughs) and Uh. I can understand it, but I can't speak it. And I, I regret not learning it. Because when I do go right. back to the Philippines, I can't speak it. <laughs> it's like, I, right. I regret that. Yeah. Right. So, and, and so you, uh, you know, and that that time I'm thinking they book my daughter. She's Atlantic and, you know, she's just, a, you know, sports girl uh, mm-hmm. by that time. And plus, I'm thinking like me and my daughter, we book a lot of jobs because we kind of like, they like our accent. You know, we right. had a... Niece, but we got a Texan accent, especially my daughter. No, got a draw. So draw. yeah, when she talking is kind of like uh, they they laugh, they like it. You know, like that for is- me, I book a lot of role for the aging foreigner coming to Hollywood, taking picture oh. everywhere, like that. Uh-huh. You know, oh, okay. they yeah, they just love of accent. And especially, uh, you know, my daughter has Texan accent. Now she don't have it anymore. But in the beginning, you know, take her while to change to L.A. accent. <laughs> <laughs> what a, I studied very briefly under a, a Shaolin teacher who is still uh-huh. in Alabama. He, he He's still in um, Alabama. And he came over to Seattle to teach a seminar. And he has a, a southern accent, a Chinese southern accent. And I, and I couldn't believe it. I was like, I was, I was like, oh, my gosh, he talks like he's from Alabama, but he's Chinese, you know. So the mixture of the Chinese accent and the, uh-huh. the, Al- the Alabama drawl, he kind of talks like this, but with a Chinese accent, I was I was, I don't, what? <laughs> I was so confused. <laughs> it was pretty funny. <laughs> now, it, when it comes to the movie industry or the acting industry in general, since we're talking about differences, do you find that there's a difference between the movie industry here in the United States compared to the movie industry in China? Oh, my gosh. That's a whole different. Mm. Totally different. I can, you know, one thing is uh, in in China, uh, the the actor actress they are well trained. They have mm-hmm. to go to college, university like USC. I mean, when they go to USC, that's for actor actress. Mm-hmm. So, don't think in USC they have really like a four years for training the actor actress. They have for the filming production, you're learning writing, you, you're learning how to run the camera, you know a little bit of things, but for four years. So 
I can say when I was young back in China, I always loved entertainment, but just never had、uh, any chance. That when I was very little, I want to learn instrument, anything like violin or piano, and I asking my parents. And uh, uh, my parents actually, my dad is a、uh, governor, and my mom is doctor.、Mm-hmm. We we have very good、uh, education family, but back that time is is everybody had the same salary, so they just cannot afford. For me to learn anything, and my mother said, even I can buy instrument for you, but we are not able to have the time and the money to pay the teacher to to、mm-hmm. teach you. So, you know that's the、uh, that's that's so for me. I never thinking I can be actress in、mm-hmm. Hollywood. Never in my dream. Never gonna happen because I'm not have a training. But、mm-hmm. later on. I becoming SAG, I becoming after, and I becoming like、uh, in different movie and TV show, and I feel like you know all those casting director and they they book me, and I the very beginning I was nervous. Then when I booking more and more, and I just got really confidence about myself, and I feel like in Hollywood people they love you have experience, life experience. Mm-hmm. So, I before I becoming SAG after actually I never go to any acting school to study. I have to save money for my daughter, so I sending her go to the acting class to learning. But、uh, you know when you're young, like under age, the parents you have to be with the student. You know, so I、mm-hmm. heard some, but eventually I had a really training is after becoming after、uh, SAG.、Uh, You know,、uh, actor, and they they holding the 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 class for you free to teach you. So that's how、right. I go over there. And、uh, that time I was booking like Office Max commercial, and I booking different TV show and movie stuff. And the teacher up they coach us, and they that time I was just booked one commercial for the Funny or Die commercial for the European Olymp. A、European beer commercial, and they、uh-huh. love my act, right? So the teacher asked me, said, "Grace,、uh, uh, you know, asking everyone to share. How can you book the job to share your information?" So I told them, I said, "If in China, I never have this opportunity to becoming actress. Never gonna、uh-huh. thinking I can play movie or TV show, a commercial, and in in Hollywood." But I said, for me. I said I just starting training, but SAG that was a long time ago. That was like five six years ago that time. I said I booked the job. When I go over there, I really taking serious, and also,、mm-hmm. you know, I I have my when I go over there, I'm thinking I just bring my everything. Like I am the mother, you know, I am the uh, Chinese uh, culture,、mm-hmm. and I have all my life、uh, experience. And I carry all those passion. I carry all these things I have. I go over there and I prepare my clothing, my hairstyle. I prepare everything to fit whatever they need to. And for one thing, one time I asking casting director because they booked me many times. I was asking them, you know, we becoming friend. I said, you know, I I really appreciate you booked me so many times. But I want to know、uh, when you try to booking people. What you really looking for? 
So they would say, we we want your fun, but in because you represented something, but in the meantime, you have to be able to let people believe you and trust you. She said, Grace, you have one big thing. The good is about it. You are fun, and also on your face when you're talking, when you're acting, you were so real. You mm-hmm. were so true that you know whoever you represented, their client said, okay. I trust this person if she represented my product mm-hmm. or something. So I later on I figured out, you know, you you need experience. Life experience is more important. Of course, acting. That's later on I learned a lot of technique stuff. Mm-hmm. Now Very cool. my character is kind of wide. Before I only can play who I am. So now I learn. After technique things, so I can play many roles. Mm-hmm. Very good. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's very cool. Well, it looks like we have a caller. Um, this caller, I think, has a question for for you, Grace. Um, this is one of our uh, loyal listeners, Mr. Rich Boyce. Hey, Rich, how you doing? Good, everybody. How are you? Really good. Good. Thanks for calling in. Thanks hey. for calling in. <laughs> So, do you yes, have a do you have a I, question for Grace? Yes. Well, first of all, I, I, I do want to say, you know, hello, you know, to you, Bob and, and, and Rosita, and hello, Grace, and I, I hope all of you had a great Thanksgiving. Oh, you thank did. you. Awesome. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Grace, what I was curious, you know, um, it, it was funny. I actually just I posted this the same question, you know, um, to everybody on my Facebook. Um, what was the pivotal moment? that wanted you to, or that helped you get into, you know, uh, martial arts and or the movies, you know, like doing, doing acting. Like, was okay. there a specific thing that got you into it, you know, or like a, 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 an event or a person that like, you were like, wow, you know? I I think the martial arts is really helping you. I was just gonna asking you actually, uh, mm-hmm. uh, what kind of type you are learning? Like uh, my dad, we mm-hmm. is a young is a young style Tai Chi. So mm-hmm. I I'm martial arts and Tai Chi myself. My mm-hmm. my dad uh, family is from the sports. So I mean, when you learn the the Chinese kung fu, doesn't matter is. It's a Tai Chi or it's, it's a Shaolin or all style. It's helping your body to move flexible. And when you're standing, when you show up, because you got the training, you're just looking different than the normal people. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Answer your question or? Um, or well, I, I, somewhat, a little bit. I, I was trying to see, like, if there was, like, if there was there an event or was there a person that, like, that like really like uh, inspired you, you know, to or like was there an event or a person that inspired you to to want to start martial arts or or start you know the the, the you know to, you know to be in the movie in the movie industry, you know, like because um, obviously a lot of people, you know, um, for example, like Cynthia Rothrock, you know, the the acting her acting you know uh, came about due to her martial arts, you know. Um, and other people, the same thing, you know, but like for me, you know, like Ed Parker Sr., the the founder of American Kenpo, he's the guy that really 
inspired me to to continue my you know my martial arts journey. You know, um, but people like Cynthia Rothrock and Don and Don Wilson, you know, they have inspired me to want to to do acting. You know, I haven't done it yet, but I want to do acting. You know, on um, you know, so was there an event or a movie or a person that that got you to be you know to be inspired? to either do martial arts and or the, you know, to do the, the movie industry? Of course. The beginning, when I'm back in China, is uh, Jet Li. Uh, mm-hmm. Jet, uh, Jet oh. Li, number one Chinese uh, kung fu guy. So mm-hmm. he played, uh, he, he was not in the actor industry at all. So not in entertainment, entertainment. it's just a kung fu guy. But he... Mm-hmm. He played so strong, so good, and it's not just that. And martial arts can, they have art in there too. So, yeah. I mean, later on when the Chinese starting the movie, and he was the first to cast. I'm not talking about the Jack Chin because that time the Hong Kong is separated with China. That time we are mm-hmm. not together. Right. Talking about right. the mainland China, so he's the right. first. Uh, person that a martial arts and played several several movies that people just love it then later on like a uh, uh, jet chen his kind of kung fu is mm-hmm. a little bit different. that's a southern kung fu and uh, jet li is kind of like a northern it's a traditional chinese uh, kung fu right. so that one is really inspire me and for me like uh, you know i would say i casting for Several roles. I even casting one of the commercial, and I was the 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 the, the Tai Chi teacher over there. So mm. I learned Tai Chi on my dad when I was very little. So actually, I do need to practice. I'm so busy. I have not get a chance to practice. <laughs> but whatever I learned when I was little for that several year years is just inside my body. So mm-hmm. I never gonna forget. So the one I play, I still can play over there. So I can say, if you know the martial arts, and uh, mm-hmm. it's help you a lot for break into entertainment. Because you can, of course, your senior martial arts even even very, very valuable. Because people, they mm-hmm. know when they are young, but sometimes when they're getting older, they just give up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you still senior and still doing it and keep practicing. Practice is not just for martial arts role. You can play so many roles because the martial arts is helping you when your body standing there, you have mm-hmm. body language. You know, mm-hmm. they just want to see you are not normal senior person. You are stronger and than the regular people. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right wow. on. Yeah. Well, it looks like we yeah, have another definitely. caller um, holding on the line. Let's go ahead and take that, why don't we, Bob? Area code, I don't even know where, where this area code is from. It says 1111, so I'm guessing it's either Tony on Facebook. <laughs> or, am I right? Is this Tony? Yes, yes, you're hey. right. It's me. Grandmaster <laughs> <laughs> Tony Collins of the Kenpo style. How you doing, Tony? Absolutely wonderful. How about yourself? We're doing hey, awesome. Good boys. How are you, brother? Really good. Thank you very much. Who was that? That was Rich Boyce. Hey, Rich. How are you, buddy? Good. Long time no talk. It's been a long time. We've been talking (laughs) well over a year. (laughs) No, we have not, sir. We need to change that. 
yeah, yeah. We, we definitely need to to, to talk more often. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Very cool. Well, thanks for joining us, Tony. Do you have a question Thank for you. Grace? I do, Grace. Um, Hi, Tony. Hi, how are you? Hello. I am wonderful. How about yourself, ma'am? Oh, I'm great. I just uh, stopping with a lot of turkey. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I just, uh, you know, in China, we never have turkey. I love this part. You know, the turkey time, I always love Thanksgiving, you know. (laughs) Um, Today, I had a rehearsal and table reading for like four hours, so my throat is a little bit dry. But, you know, I'm hoping you can hear me clear, so I keep mm-hmm. clear my throat. <laughs> Most assuredly can. I come in loud fine. Yes, you're definitely coming in, you know, loud and clear. <laughs> oh, thank you, yeah, thank you. Right. I have so a question, very strange question and uh, okay. please forgive me if it is exactly that, a very strange question, but I want to know your opinion on something. In America, we see that, and I ran into this a lot with people who study Tai Chi. They also study Dim Mok, and I was wondering if you ran into that in China at all. Yes. In China, okay. we got a, I can, you know, we got so many different styles. Just we're talking about mm-hmm. the Taiji. We have Yang style Taiji. Mm-hmm. Then we have Chen ten, ten style Taiji. We mm-hmm. have a Northern. We have a Central. We have a South. So this is just one kind of Taiji. If you're looking for the DVD or they're talking, they're a little bit different, but they are similar. So, yeah, those are those are all strength style tai chi's. Is that correct? Because yang means kind of like strength, and tian is yeah, heaven. Yeah, is it not? It, it, it's no, popular, it's but not family, tai chi yeah. popular. Tai chi yeah. is all over the world learning. So uh, another one is they do in China. They do have a lot of people just love about that. But it's is yeah, it's not a, in America. I mean, never have people asking. You're the first person asking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and young the young style Tony just you know just for everybody's uh, uh, information that are listening, it refers to a family style as opposed to Yang uh-huh. meaning aggressive like Yin and Yang. So Yang right, style, right. Chen style is a family style also. So okay, okay. okay. as we were, keep going. <laughs> so yeah. So then. Um, that is a yes that you definitely have dim mock in with the tai chi. Uh, they they are actually similar. I don't think they 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 have uh, you know, like a different style. I think they gotcha. are similar but different. Like a okay. young. Uh huh. Go ahead. I just said okay. Oh <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay, so if you go to China, if you're asking really, uh, they have like a thousand different style with different kung fu, different martial arts. Mm-hmm. Really, they have a lot different. So, but the popular one is like a, around ten that is popular mm-hmm. in all over the world. But if you back in China, they even have like a drunk martial arts. Have you heard about mm-hmm. that? Mm-hmm. Yes, drunken boxing. Yeah, drunken yeah, boxing. 
Right. For the for the drunk uh, <laughs> boxing or drunk uh, martial arts, they have also different style also too. I practice now, that every now, as far as the, the now, <laughs> now, as far as the <laughs> I don't know. I translated right or not. I just from the Chinese like uh, street <laughs> is street now, translating English word. So right. you know that's Tony recording. Asking, I think Tony was asking. You know, like does. Does Tai Chi, uh, you know how like in Tai Chi we have uh, the 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 Fa Ching, right? Uh, well, right. in Chinese they call it Dim Mok, the the death touch. Pa, you hit somebody, and then it hurts them on the inside, right? Or you right. ah, you strike somebody, you can kill them, that kind of thing. I think uh, was that what you were asking, Tony? Does does Tai Chi practice the the yes, the, kind of the, the internal um, striking kind of thing? Yes, kind of. I have a different opinion with Dim Mok than a lot do because I know that they're working on the meridian lines that are the lines that are used in acupuncture and acupressure. And mm-hmm. I do know that those lines are real. They they work. They work in the human body. And my, uh, my girlfriend shed, is actually yeah. studying that kind of thing, yes. And so... Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and, and, and I study as well as two show. The Q show, right. the, the pressure points, and and all the internal and you know striking points and and whatnot. Yeah, correct. The the Tai Chi is kind of like uh, you know when you play outside, you was looking like a soft, but the inside was really strong. Mm-hmm. So oh, yes. I don't think Tai Chi really can kill people, but it's most for you to protect. Mm-hmm. See, like my father. When he's standing over there, ten men cannot move him. Uh-huh. Because it's more <laughs> like you pack yourself, uh, defend. But it's mm-hmm. not, I don't think really can kill people. But mm-hmm. the martial arts could kill people when they know your certain point in your body, they can kill you. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, but the Tai Chi, I, I do my personal, I do not think it can kill people, but it's easily to protect yourself. Like my father I saw is 10 people. They can, when he's standing there, he's so strong, has 10 mm-hmm. strong men. They cannot move in his for one feet, nothing. He just mm-hmm. stuck over there. His body is strong, stay over there. So I don't think really can kill, but martial arts, yes, they can kill people. Yeah. <laughs> they know the certain point you know right well we have only about 10 minutes left to our broadcast and um um i've got just one final question if there are any other people from china that that wish to come over to the united states to pursue an acting career what kind of advice would you give to them okay See, this is the one that when I'm writing on the column for Emmy in Hollywood, that's most the mm-hmm. people they are asking. And yeah. I study up because I, I care about it because I came here for so long, I don't have any problem. Then right. I, I go asking uh, the casting director and the filming production, and they was the question is same thing. When you are in America, foreigner, you're coming over here, first you need a work permit like a social security number. Because in mm-hmm. America, when you're making money, you have to pay tax. Mm-hmm. And they will need your tax number or social number 
So if you are a foreigner, you don't have a green card, you're just a traveler over here, and you're not able to work. So you have to have at least have work permit or have the uh, social security number for you able to work. But if you're hired by the Chinese filming production brought you from here to working in the United States, that's fine. That's for the Chinese filming production. It's totally fine. They just use Hollywood American location to shooting. But if you're hired by American filming production, you have to have a social security number or green card or work work permit, or you're able to them to hire you. Mm-hmm. Cool. Did I answer the question? Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's one of the biggest, uh, the greatest pieces of advice that anyone coming from any country, not just China, uh, can have if they want to. Uh, get into acting because you know nowadays even even just people here in the United States think that they can just get into acting um without preparation they think oh I'm I'm a martial artist I can get into acting well no <laughs> not no, really right you but know. there is a special way uh I forgot how to call like uh, people you have special and you can go to law office. You can tell them they have like a, for green card. They have like for the specific person, like your scientist or your oh. special, yeah, special martial yeah. arts, and give you that visa quickly. But right. still, when they quickly, you're still talking about six months. Yeah, you know? yeah. Right. So at least you have to be had. A, that all these things, you know, immigration right now, they take their time, check your background and all the stuff. I, I, I studied about it because I got a lot of Chinese people, actor, model, they want to come in here work. So I have to be find out exactly. And the, the lawyer told me, the production company told me, and you have foreigner, you need these things. Then I go asking the, the lawyer, they said, we can do it quickly. That's through these special things, but still take at least four to six months, sometimes even longer. Like right now is the holiday season if you applied, and then they take time because the holiday season here. And the plus, right. in each visa, they have certain numbers. Like uh, every, for this, for this quarter, for these three months, for example, they have for aging people, or most like Chinese people or, or Korean people or some people, they have a certain number. Like for uh, this quarter, three months, we have 1,000. So mm-hmm. if they are already out of that 1,000, you have to wait for the next up to three months. Wow. They are trying to so- see they might try to get more, but still too many people want to come over here to pursue for the entertainment. You know, mm-hmm. they just have Wait online, right? Exactly. Very now, good. Now, Grace, where 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 can they buy your book? <laughs> you can go to uh, like a Barnes and Noble. Okay. You can go Amazon dot com, and okay. right now, actually, the book is during promotion. is only uh three dollar ninety nine online oh. reading. Yeah, okay. or you can bookstore. Uh, the name is It's a Long Way from China to Hollywood. Okay. Or you can 
So it's long way from China to Hollywood dot com will become us. Very good. So Grace, if if I buy one, if if I go to Barnes and Noble at the media town center, that means I can contact you and you can personally sign up for me, right? Of course. I'm ready and burning. Yeah. That would be awesome. I'll, I'll go and try to buy it, to, you know, from Barnes & Noble, you know, here in Connecticut, too. <laughs> you know? That way, yeah, that way. We, all need to yeah. Visit. we all need to come visit Burbank then. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, all of you are, all, you know, most of you um, are, well, all of you, right, except for Tony, I think, um, uh, are all, are all out in uh, out in the West, you know, um, West Coast, you know, and I'm a, I'm in the East Coast, so mm-hmm. you know, like maybe all, maybe you know the three of you should all come this way. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Well, radio show is in in Burbank, right? Oh That's well, right. we we broadcast from two different places. Uh, Bob is in Burbank. I'm in Seattle. So oh, I'm you're controlled. in Seattle. Wow, yeah. you're so clear. Oh, my oh, gosh. Yeah, I thought you were here. Uh, no, actually, <laughs> I'm, controlling, I'm controlling the uh, radio board here in Seattle. And uh, and uh, I just hook everybody up here with my control wow. board, and it sounds really clear. It's, <laughs> it's really nice. Ah, you have, so, a, you have a great system. It sounds so clear. My God. We oh, got... thank you. <laughs> thank yeah, you. it is awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, it is. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Grace, for taking the time out of your busy schedule yes, to thank join you so us. Much, Grace. Yeah. Wow, and thanks, thanks, Rick, for calling in. Thanks, Tony. Thanks again. Anytime. Right on. Yes, yeah, so, had a, had a great time with you. Thank I'm you. Glad. I'm glad. Have, thank a, you. Have, a, have a wonderful rest of the holiday season, okay? Yes. You all same thing, Tony, Bob, everyone. Okay. Awesome. All right. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Remember, you're great. Thank I'll you. be sending you a friend request on Facebook if you have one. <laughs> yes. Sure. Okay. Uh, Thank you so much, Grace. Okay. You're welcome. Right. Thank you, guys. You take all care. Right. You too. Happy right holidays, now. everybody. Happy holidays, you too. everybody. This is Ristita and Bob signing out. Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio. See you all next week. Bye-bye now. Okay, thank you, bye. Thank you.